Hello, I'm David Plott, MLEX's Managing Editor for Asia, coming to you today from Hong Kong. If you're new to MLEX's ongoing series of podcasts, we're happy to welcome you for the first time. And if you listened to our podcast before, welcome back. Today, we're headed to Japan. We'll be taking a look at a story that starts with an unusual development in the normally placid world of Japanese antitrust. That was a move by the Japan Fair Trade Commission to shake up the market for liquefied natural gas. It came in the form of a report published in June on the lack of free competition in the LNG market. Japan is the world's largest LNG importer, but the structure of its LNG market is leaving both the government and importers of the gas unhappy. That's a situation that's about to change. Here with me today to talk about Japan's LNG shakeup is MLEX senior reporter Sachiko Sakamaki. Welcome to this podcast, Sachiko. Thanks, David. Sachiko, what are the main issues in Japan's LNG market that the JFTC's report raised? Well, Japan's LNG market has some pretty distinct characteristics. Japan is an island nation, so it's unlike Europe, for example, where gas is delivered through pipelines. For export to Japan, Natural gas is cooled to an extremely low temperature to liquefy it, and it's transported in special tankers. When it arrives at the port, it's then turned back into a gas before being piped to power stations and households. This all costs a lot of money, of course. So because of those capital costs and Japan's need for energy security, most LNG imports take place under long-term contracts. They are typically of 10 or 20 years duration. Now, the Japan Fair Trade Commission has found problems with those contracts, basically because they are very restrictive. Most contracts for LNG imports to Japan have resale restrictions, meaning that LNG can be shipped only to designated ports. Those restrictions are called destination clauses. Now, there are two types of LNG contracts used in Japan. One is known as delivered X ship, which makes the seller responsible for getting the gas to the receiving port. These are known as DES contracts. The other type is free on board or FOB. Those contracts mean the buyer takes responsibility for the gas once it's been loaded onto a ship. The JFTC found that all DES contracts and most FOB contracts included destination clauses. It said that for DES contracts, destination clauses did not automatically raise antitrust issues only when sellers refused to divert gas imports in the face of a rational need to do so. But for FOB contracts, the regulator said destination clauses most probably violated Japan's Anti-Monopoly Act. Also, LNG buyers often have to sign up to a profit-sharing mechanism if they divert and sell gas to a third party. That means sellers get a cut of buyers' income from those sales, and the JFTC said that it was also likely to breach antitrust law. In Europe, LNG resale restrictions were found to be anti-competitive back in the early 2000s, and they were basically banned. Now in Japan, the world's biggest LNG importing nation, the regulator has set a benchmark 
for competition in the sector. And that's likely to change both the face of the energy trade and the GFTC's law enforcement. Well, Sachiko, the system of destination clauses and contracts between Japanese importers and foreign sellers has been in place for years. Why are these issues being raised now? The biggest reason is a change in market dynamics. Japan's biggest buyer of LNG are electricity and gas companies. After the tsunami and accident at the nuclear power plant in Fukushima in 2011, they ordered huge quantities of LNG to make up for the shortfall in nuclear power. With the huge growth of shale gas in the U.S., supplies of LNG surged, and many American and Australian suppliers offered contracts with no destination clauses. Then there was deregulation in Japan's retail electricity and gas markets that made it difficult for utility companies to predict demand and keep some extra LNG supplies on hand. Against that backdrop, demand for LNG in Asia is rising because it's a cleaner fuel than oil or coal. So Japanese utilities want the freedom to resell LNG into other markets when necessary. Another key reason why these issues have come up is that Japanese utilities feel they have been overpaying for LNG. Even taking account of the cost of shipping, it's more expensive in Japan than in the US and Europe. Utility companies want LNG prices to be responsive to supply and demand rather than peg to oil prices as they are at the moment. And given the abundant supply of LNG currently on the market, they see this as a chance to improve their terms of trade. That fits in with a longer-term trend toward the development of spot markets for LNG in Asia a development that the Japanese government and the country's LNG users are very keen on. What actions has the government taken to, to address the issues uh, that the JFTC has identified? And which other regulators or government agencies are involved? The Ministry of Economy, Trade and Industry has been woke up in calling for the end of destination clauses. At the G7 Energy Minister's Summit in Japan last year, the minister managed to include that appeal in the joint statement that came out of the meeting. The ministry also announced an LNG market strategy in May last year. At the top of the list of priorities was the abolition of destination clauses. Is the Japanese government driving this process or is it the LNG importers themselves? I assume it's coming from both sides. Do they have different motives and objectives? Japanese LNG importers want to sell surplus gas to other companies at home and elsewhere in Asia. The world's biggest LNG importer is a company called JERA. It's a joint venture between Tokyo Electric Power and Tube Electric Power two of Japan's biggest utility companies. JERA wants to move beyond that business and get into actually trading LNG as well. And that fits in nicely with the economy minister's plan to make Japan the center of a thriving LNG market in Asia by the early 2020s. Given the JFTC's findings on the anti-competitive nature of destination clauses, how do you see things playing out in the future? 
Japanese utilities are now likely to say no to destination clauses when they sign new contracts and renew existing ones. Although some long-term and DES contracts will remain as a backbone for steady procurement. But the key thing is the shift from long contracts to shorter ones, and that's likely to continue. And as more and more LNG ends up on the spot market, the trend towards the more flexible trading will really take hold. Before the JFTC released its report, people involved in the LNG trade were quite focused on what the regulator would say about existing contracts. Now that the JFT has said only that sellers ought to review parts of those contracts, there won't be a rush to renegotiate existing agreements. But we can expect to see buyers demanding more flexible arrangements even under those existing contracts. Do you expect to see the JFTC getting involved in terms of enforcement actions against LNG sellers? The JFTC is more likely to take action against antitrust violations by sellers than before. If LNG buyers bring complaints, the JFTC will have few reasons not to investigate. Also, the summary of the regulator's report was translated into English and published at the same time as the Japanese version. So the message was also targeted at non-Japanese LNG vendors. There's some residual uncertainty over how far Japan's Anti-Monopoly Act can be applied to international trade, but sellers will definitely need to pay more attention to their conduct. Does this mean that um, Japanese uh, LNG importers are likely to have the upper hand in negotiations with LNG sellers for the foreseeable future? Or will the market rebalance in favor of sellers at some point in the future? Importers will gain some market power for the time being, but by the mid-2020s, LNG demand is expected to outspread supply, and that will change the balance. We also need to keep in mind that the range of other factors can affect the balance of power between buyers and sellers, not only supply and demand, but also policy and geopolitical changes. As you mentioned, one ambition of Japanese LNG importers is to see a real spot market for LNG trading emerge in Asia. Tell, tell us more about that. Right now, Japanese power companies import LNG for their thermal power plants and gas companies buy it to supply households. That means only a limited amount of gas ends up on the spot market. But Europe and North America have very active trading on their natural gas markets and price indices to match. In Asia, South Korea, China, India, and Taiwan also import LNG, and their demand is expected to rise in coming years. The LNG trade is quite active in Singapore, and futures contracts started trading there last year but Asia still lacks an LNG price index of its own. And even though there's been some skepticism over whether Japan can really emerge as an LNG trading hub, JERA and Kansai Electric are taking solid steps towards getting involved in the trade. Those plans are backed up by Japan's government, and they've, they've received a boost from the JFTC's latest report. So, watch this space. 
So the JFTC's report looks as though it's definitely going to help usher in some fairly big changes in Japan's LNG market. From shifting the balance of power between buyers and sellers to expanding the market overall, right through to prompting utilities to set up their own LNG trading operations. It's all quite a departure from how the market has behaved in the past. Sachiko, thank you very much for bringing our readers up to speed on the changing dynamics of this important energy market. We'll be looking forward to more of your coverage on developments in Japan's LNG market as they arise. Thanks again. Thank you, David. If you'd like to read all our reporting on the changes in Japan's LNG market, you can find it on our website. Head to mlexmarketinsight.com. I'm David Plott. Thanks very much for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again soon for another in MLEX's ongoing series of podcasts.